0: Welcome to another episode of Assurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. Today I am joined again by Gene Morrison. Uh, So, Gene Morrison is Intertech Business Assurance Group's uh, program manager for the aviation, space, and defense industry. Um, This is actually part two of a. um, uh, Sorry. This is actually part two of a deep look at the AS 9100 series. Um, We had. uh, Performed uh, one podcast last week, and uh, sorry, I'm winging this. Um, this is actually part two of um, our AS9100 uh, series spotlight, and um, today we will be looking at AS9110 and AS9120. Um, so, uh, Gene, how are you doing today? I'm very good,
1: Seth. Uh, glad to be with you here.
0: Very good. Uh, so, um, just to get listeners up to speed, um, we had discussed the AS9100 series um, as a whole last, uh, l- last episode. But for this episode, uh, we're going to take a deeper look at AS9110 and AS9120. Um, so, previously we had discussed a bit of your experience, and uh, if, if you could just give a brief recap as to uh, where you come from and what you do with InterTech
1: sure will thanks um yes as i've um you know been in the aviation space or defense industries within those three industries um ever since uh, 1970 um in 1970 um i was working for a conventional and nuclear weapons manufacturer and um, i worked there for 18 years from there i went to uh aviation companies um either the tier one suppliers for the OEMs uh, or the OEMs themselves. Um, so for McDonnell Douglas, for um, engine manufacturer and for some significant uh, assembly and subassembly uh, design manufacture, and assembly. Um, in 1995, I left industry directly and I went for or was uh, working uh, full time for a third party certification provider, uh, similar to Intertech, and I've been in the business, uh, third-party business ever since. Um, I've had the good fortune to join Intertech in 2012 as their global aviation space and defense program manager. And I've been able to uh, take the good things that Intertech had in place at that time and raise the bar on those and expand the program so that more of the suppliers for the industry um, could benefit from the intertech process and approach. So that brings us up to date.
0: Great. Uh, So where we kind of left off last time was uh, um, we took an overview of the AS9100 series, uh, but uh, there's more um, to this uh, series. Uh, So two common standards that – are included within the AS9100 series, are AS9110 and AS9120. So what do each of these standards address?
1: Okay, thanks Seth. Well, 9110, for example, is 9100 on steroids for repair, maintenance, and overhaul injuries, uh, or industry, sorry. So most, um, or some of the OEMs slow down the requirements of AS9110, to companies that um, do repair, maintenance, and overhaul. So uh, your airlines, for example, after they get an aircraft from an original equipment manufacturer, they must fly that aircraft, they must maintain uh, and repair and overhaul that aircraft. They update it as changes are made to aircraft, they work on the aircraft to repair uh, things that go wrong, Uh, with any of the systems or subsystems on the aircraft. uh, Those kinds of companies um, can be certified to AS-9110, and they contain requirements above and beyond the AS-9100 standard focused just on their type of business. Um, For example, product safety that we talked about in part one. Certainly to all manufacturers at every level of the supply chain revision D has had a uh, product safety as a requirement But in AS 9110 they've had product safety in there for many years uh, the reason being um, because They work on aircraft that are older and aircraft that are not new so Product safety for what they perform and the things that they do on aircraft is so much more important. I like to say, um, refer to it this way. So when you design a manufacture aircraft, uh, product safety is is designed in, like I mentioned before. Um, So you have all the systems and tools and equipment and everything to make sure that that aircraft is manufactured and meets all the requirements, including product safety. But when you're in the repair, maintenance, and overhaul business, uh, you're taking that aircraft that might be 15, 20, even older, years old. Um, So the manufacturer has stopped making parts for that aircraft, and there's no parts available in inventory. So the repair, maintenance, and overhaul companies have to manufacture their own parts. Uh, When they do that, obviously, they manufacture to make it fit to the aircraft that uh, is being repaired. So I kid uh, that one of the tools in that industry, uh, maintenance repair and overhaul, is a hammer or a mallet. Because when they manufacture these pieces of the aircraft and they're not designed uh, by the original equipment manufacturer, They may or may not fit exactly. So in that environment, they do tap on a few of these parts to make sure that they fit. Um, But rest assured to everyone out there, they do that and it fits to meet the stringent requirements of the original equipment manufacturer. Uh, They just um, have to make it in a different way. So that's one way. 9110 for example um talks about every level of repair maintenance and overhaul Uh, we also have as9120 and as9120 is a standard again based on as9100 but it includes requirements spatial requirements for companies that uh, are distributors companies that warehouse uh, companies that do maybe import and exporting Uh, where they have to manage the uh, export process. Those kinds of companies uh, can get registered to AS 9120. Again, they contain specific requirements for export control, for example, in 9120. Uh, Kitting and other activity uh, is very important to distributors and uh, warehouse organizations. A couple of uh, very, very big ninety-one twenty companies, XPO Logistics, as well as UPS. Um, They are very large uh, warehousing and distribution company.
0: Great. Uh, So you touched on this a bit, but um, why are these standards established, and for whom are they established? You you mentioned that ninety-one ten was. Uh, for uh, those working on older aircraft and ninety one twenty was for uh, the the distributors but um, in more detail uh why were these established exactly
1: okay, and what happened was obviously ninety one hundred was established first
0: um,
1: and it was it 's based on iso nine thousand one so over the years as iso changed the a s standard ninety one hundred has changed at some point and i um I can't recall the exact year, the uh, original equipment manufacturers and the International Aerospace Quality Group, uh, which is the high-level oversight uh, organization, decided, well, you know what, we have a couple of suppliers within our industry that do repair, maintenance, and overhaul. And like I mentioned earlier, those three activities are very different than just a manufacturer that makes parts and components to drawings um, that are established by the design authority and the design uh, responsible um, organization. Um, they said, for example, with the repair, maintenance and overhaul, uh, like I mentioned, uh, these are people that are going to be working on product that might be um, very old or been in the supply chain for a very long time. So. There's some specific things that we want those repair, maintenance, and overhaul organizations to be looking for when they work on this older aircraft. And that's the kind of thing 9110 has, has in it. Uh, same way for 9120. Um, the aerospace industry said, well, you know, uh, there's a, a big part of the business out there where they just do stocking, where they just do uh, distributing of these components. and assemblies and sub-assemblies. What are the requirements that we want organizations like that to be concerned with? Um, For example, 9120 has requirements for uh, kitting and distribution, uh, for shipping products overseas, and for managing um, the supply chain when it uh, distributes products overseas and internationally. Uh, And that's kind of a couple reasons why uh, they have those industries. To give you an idea, there's approximately 18,000 organizations that are currently certified to AS 9100 globally. Um, for 9110, and there's 700 on 9110 organizations globally. And for 9120, there are approximately 893 companies certified to 9120. So you can see um, they just. Do- flowing down requirements special requirements for ninety one ten and ninety one twenty only um, oh, a number of years ago maybe uh, uh six eight or so um, prior to that it was just ninety one hundred
0: so, Gene, what are the benefits of certification to AS9110 and AS9120 uh, as compared to AS9100? I know you talked about the specific performance uh, of tasks within the standards, but um, just in general, what do you see as the benefits of that extra step?
1: Okay, thanks, uh, Seth. Yeah, you know, everyone should understand that uh, the foundation for 9110 and 9120 is 9100. So the good news is that the industry, um, uh, when you certify it to 9110 and 9120, you get all the benefits that I previously mentioned with 9100. Um, but what they've done with the other two standards is allowed specialty businesses in our industries to meet specific requirements that are important to them, while all while enjoying all the other benefits of having a quality management system that meets the requirements in 9100. And some of those sit certainly, as I mentioned before, are identifying risks within the business, um, uh, putting together a quality management system with continual improvement while meeting customer requirements and uh, a foundation for a business uh, to achieve success in the aviation space and defense industry 9100 9110 and 9120 yeah. uh, it's based on ISO 9001 and uh, clause 4 through clause 10 um, Same layout as uh, ISO yeah. and uh, now that we mentioned that you know it should be important to note that any and all companies that are certified to AS 9001 whether they're in the commercial industry or any other industry, uh, they already meet about 80% of the AS9100, 9110, and 9120 requirements. Uh, Since the AS standards are based on the ISO foundation, uh, they're already 80% there. What those companies don't currently do is maybe meet the extra 20% of the requirements that are focused directly on the aviation space and defense industry. Uh, I mentioned the $1.5 trillion backlog for just Boeing and Airbus, and there's many other uh, OEMs out there, Um, but the industry absolutely needs additional qualified certified suppliers uh, in that industry. Um, So, I encourage all ISO 9001 organizations to think about upgrading uh, from ISO to AS to allow them to service and bring their um, specialties to the aviation space and defense industry. The industry desperately needs additional suppliers and all of those ISO certified companies can become AS certified with nominal Effort and open up those doors to a whole new industry.
0: Thanks again for your time, Gene, and uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Assurance in Action. Um, As always, uh, please subscribe and rate us where you can and where you listen to podcasts. Um, Also, please check out the description of this podcast for additional uh, information and resources. Also, if you could, uh, please follow Intertech Business Assurance on LinkedIn on Twitter. Uh, It's appreciated, and uh, you'll be able to stay up to date on all of our podcasts, webinars, uh, events, uh, anything that uh, we are doing around the world. So um, thanks again for your time, and thanks for listening.